So we are dealing with what we call spiritual barriers that you know on our way to Canaan, on our way to victory, they are normally what? Spiritual barriers, detours, roadblocks that actually affect our journey. And many people, you know, they say, if you get saved, things will be okay. Let me send you condolences. In fact, they become even tougher because spiritual warfare is bigger than physical warfare. So I'm going to address how do I tackle spiritual barriers. And if they come, do I even know that they are spiritual? Or oh, I simply begin the issue of lamentations as we shall see. And the text you are going to use is in Exodus chapter 17. Exodus 17 from verse 1 to around 15. I was given up to 14, but I, I will move up to towards 15 so that I complete the equation. And uh, friends, if you are on Zoom, if you are here, my prayer is that this afternoon will be a prayerful time to know that God answers prayers. He doesn't answer lamentations. God answers prayers. He doesn't answer criticism and lamentations. That God is also able to use extraordinary what? Means to sort out your problem. And even as we pray for Reverend Moses, I can assure you he was testifying and I know a father killed by a grenade when they were children. But now 44 what? Yes. And Gachari Mabaga. So this afternoon is an afternoon of reflection. If barriers come, how can I fight them? So from verse 1 to verse 7, it is the barrier of thirst. The barrier of thirst. They had no water, a cry for water. From verse 8 to verse 15, it is war at Rephidim. War, meaning they are attacked. And as I say this again, let's remind ourselves that the moment you are born, you enter battle, whether you know it or not. Even coming here was a battle. Whether you are in office, whether you are in businesses, no, you are in a what? You are in a battle. And Paul says this in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. Please note it. That I have fought the good what? The good fight. So he knew that this is not business as what? Business as usual. That life is a war. The question is, do you know the strategy? Do you know the enemy? Do you know the one you are fighting against? The other day I was also telling many in our group that if the devil wanted to attack you, where would he attack most? If, okay, I don't want to say if you are the devil and you want to attack you, where would you hit most? Of course, most of us now he knows that I can't use money. But he will use something that hurts you most. And so, as we talk about this story, Let's know that the devil will use barriers which are so close to you. Barriers which are obvious. Barriers so that you begin doubting the reality of God. Sometimes even to doubt, do I serve a God? Am I a Christian? Why? Because he will hit you where it hurts most. If you are married, 
your wife or children, your husband or children. If you are not married, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, I mean, they hit you and you have a thirst to begin thinking that I either entered the wrong marriage or if it is the right marriage, this is the wrong person. I mean, you begin doubting even the grace of God. And I have a couple, some few years ago, around six years ago, seven years ago, they came to me and said, Reverend Aniwedas. Aniwedas means remove the rings. We have already destroyed the pictures for the wedding. Just take them, pray, so that we separate four months after wedding. Before the wedding, when I was counseling, God had spoken. It was clear. Who oh, we are led by the Spirit, we love one another. In fact, who? Wait, four months after, please anyway us. What happened? What was the barrier? And of course, I will add on that story. But let's read the Bible, verse 1. All the congregation of the people of Israel moved on from the wilderness of sin by stages according to the commandment of the Lord and camped at Raphedim. Wow, nice story. Moving from Egypt up to around now, they had taken about three months. So they are moving, and they are moving in a proper what? Direction. Now, this is important. They were moving at what? According to the commandment of the Lord, and they camped at Raphadim, but there was no water for the people to drink. These people are moving according to God's what? Commandment. These people are moving. The crowd lifts by day, they follow the crowd. There is a pillar of fire by night, they camp there, but now there is no water. And so, the first thing you need to note is that having barriers, having problems, having no money does not diminish the reality of God. So it doesn't matter. You will be in God's will, but barriers will come. In fact, if there are no barriers, check whether you are in God's will. Hello, let me repeat. If you do not have any barrier with you, and you are not struggling anywhere, and you are jumping like when we are jumping near Maxon Foros, just know that there is a problem with your Christian life. Because as long as you are on God's side, the devil will hit you. So problems do not diminish the reality of God. What we are passing through now cannot diminish the reality that God loves you and that he has taken you through certain stages. And they were moving according to the commandment. But there was no what? No water. The first barrier is about thirst. That there was no water. They were thirsty. And let me tell you, it is better to be hungry than thirsty, according to me. I have tested both. My friend, thirsty will kill you. I was coming from school one time I don't drink alcohol. So I climbed, I was carrying my mattress, and I was also carrying the suitcase. So I reached on top, and I desired water. 
And recently I showed my wife and children where I desired the water. And then there was no drinking water. And one man had a solution. You take Omulamba. Omulamba is alcoholic drink. And they gave me. Let me tell you, I quenched my thirst. But I never left there for about two hours. Why? Because I slept. I mean, I was not only drunk, but almost drunk dead. Why? Because I wasn't using it that drink, but also I was too thirsty. So instead of quenching the thirst, I used the wrong thing. So these people had no water, and it is a barrier. We are about two million people. They are the elderly, they are the children, they are females who are pregnant, they are men. We have no what? Water. We have animals, goats, sheep. By the way, in Egypt, they took everything. There is no water. There is a barrier. Now I'm going to say what not to do when you meet a barrier. Number one, please don't complain. Verse two. Therefore the people quarreled with Moses and said, give us water to drink. People did what? Quarreled. Verse three. But the people thirsted Therefore, water and the people grumbled. So what not to do when a barrier comes? Please don't grumble, don't quarrel. Let's read it all of us. But the people were thirsty for water there, and they grumbled against who? Moses. They said, why did you bring us out of Egypt to make us and our children and livestock die of the barrier which is thirsty? And they were real. So the first thing you shouldn't do when there is a barrier, please don't complain. Don't quarrel. Don't grumble. The second thing is don't quarrel with the wrong person. Moses. Listen to this. This Moses, if you read chapter 4, verse 13 of Exodus, he told God, please send another one. You get it? This is the Moses. I mean, we all want to become like Moses, but he had said, ah, Sagara. If you read chapter 14, verse 14 and 15, actually from 13, for 15, God even asks him, what are you still doing? Get a stick and strike the water. It will separate. The man was also confused. Now I reach. I'm also thirsty. I am also what? Moses was not like our leaders who will say, tighten your belts and theirs are barouching. Who will say, fuel is high, but their pickups are full and they are not only one but two. Moses was like them. He was also what? Thirsty, but they are pointing fingers to a wrong person. And so in quarrels, when barriers come, mm-hmm, church, government, mm-hmm, pastor, what and what, shut up. There is another way to do it. Whom do you normally point a finger to? For us men, we are used. In fact, sometimes I say the shoulder is here. Just slap it. Why? If there is no food, daddy. If there is no school fees, daddy. If something happens, daddy. If I, they even beep me, when I get their phone, they say, daddy, you have called to us our airtime. But it's even my airtime. Gave it, so I'm used. Why? Because 
Moses became a wrong target. And many of us, when things are tough, we begin shooting at wrong what? targets. You know what they are saying? People quarreled with Moses. Give us water to do what? To drink. Now, to give two million people water when you are alone. You are not even national water and sewage cooperation. They don't even supply every other day, especially in Simbi where I stay. But they are asking one money for what? For water. That's number two, a wrong target. Number three, we wish we had died in what? In Egypt. And many of us are like that. We detest the grace of God when trouble comes. I wish I wasn't saved. I would steal. That's foolishness. That's stupidity. That's taking the gospel as a nullity. That I wish I was. Can you imagine people wishing they were slaves? Of course, in numbers they said we were eating garlic. Now, sure, watermelon at least, onions, tomatoes. Let me tell you, if the devil reminds you of those small things in the past, and you can't know that the grace of God has already taken him even to Kampara, then you know that you are in trouble. They were reminded of the past. They forgot the chains. They were reminded of the food, of the water. You have brought us to die with our children in this desert of thirst. Whom are they telling again a wrong target? Telling him even wrong things. Again, I want to remind you. And by the way, this is the gospel. Stop reminding God of your past as if you determine it. Stop reminding God, I had money, I had this, as if even that money was yours. While they were in Egypt, it was God. Through the Red Sea, it was God. During the water, chapter 15, it was God who made bitter water okay. And now they have forgotten that they are reminded of the past. I used to work here. I was okay. <laughs> but then when you were there, you were a lamenter. You know lamenters. Hey, this is all My boss is bad. Now just shut up. Just know the grace of God is taking you from one level to another. Yes, a barrier. But that barrier should not make me forget what God has already what? done. Chapter 15. I never wanted to go there. But let's read chapter 15. God telling them that don't quarrel, test me, and I will be your God who heals all your diseases. Chapter 15, and verse 26. We can read from 25, so that we like qualify it. And he cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a log, and he threw it into the water, and the water became sweet. Let's read together. Uh, there the Lord made a decree and a law for them and there he tested them. Verse 26. He said, listen, let's all read it. If you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you 
any of the diseases are brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. This was after complaining. And he's giving them a decree. Instead of quarreling and complaining, uh-uh, relax, depend on me. I won't give you any disease. And so, friends, if a barrier comes, don't remember past victories. Remember the God of your past. And you'll begin telling this barrier, by the way, who are you? Of course, we shall come to eat. But for them, they remembered the food they were eating. And so when, you know, I have no school fees, I remind the devil on how much I have paid. By the way, recently I tried to add, hey, you people are a millionaire. That's why I can't get worried of tomorrow's school fees. I have paid. I have paid. So devil, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I will still pay for my next child. You know why? Because God reminds me of that grace that was abound, that I was also able to pay for myself, pay for my brothers and sisters, pay for now my children. By the way, what I totaled was only for my children. I was trying to total, but I found it. I'm almost close to billions. You get it? So you mountain of school fees, I'm a billionaire, and I'm coming to clear you. I want, I want to be reminded of jiggers in the village. And I say, no, I will be reminded of the grace of God which has seen me throughout these generations. And that's what these people missed. They were reminding Moses of their misery in Egypt. So, what do we now do? Verse to be. Listen, and this is what you should do when tragedy strikes. Number one, cry out to the Lord. Verse two, and Moses said to them, why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted. Why did you bring us out of Egypt to kill us? So, in verse four, so Moses cried to the Lord. Let's repeat. So Moses cried to the Lord. He never lamented. And by the way, even part of the crying was, what now do I do? Vulnerability in front of tragedy. Lord, what do I do? He cried out, not to the parents, not to the elders, but he cried out to the Lord. When there is a barrier in front of you, whom do you cry to? Ah, the phone from A to Z, you are looking for the one to call. Please go to the throne. Hey, Google, this sickness. <laughs> Please go to God, not Google. Others, hey, the whole world is open. You know, eat this plant, eat this, you live longer. Let me tell you, there is the word of God, and it will heal you. Where do you run to when things are tough? This man cried out to the Lord. And by the way, the crying wasn't as our God in heaven, hallowed be thy name. No, this is not a good prayer. But God listens to prayers and thank him. You know, when Peter was walking on top of water, he began sinking. Chapter 14 from verse 20 of Matthew, the Bible says, 
He says, Lord, save me. That is the shortest prayer in the Bible, according to me. <laughs> and he never said amen. You get it? Lord, what? Save me. When things are tough, cry out to that God. Don't even put it in monastics. You get it? Because he already knows. Listen, he cried out to the Lord. What shall I do with the people? Vulnerability. He was no longer general. He was no longer leader. He was helpless. Our help comes from the Lord. Psalm 121. And so when you are looking, let your eyes point to what? To heaven. I lift up my eyes. Where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord. And that's the very good thing to respond to. Number one, prayer. Number two, be vulnerable. Be vulnerable. God already knows. You know we pose around. You can pose around your wife. But around God, he knows you are totally broke. And by the way, when I'm very smart, know that I'm broke. You get it? <laughs> so that people see you as, but things are tough. And the Lord already knows that wallet is what? Is empty. And I normally tell God, now feed it. And when he feels it, I remove so that he feels it again and again and again as a principle. But Moses was vulnerable. What do I do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. Can you imagine? By the way, to, to die by stone. Let's read. Then Moses cried out to the Lord. What am I to do with these people? They are almost ready to do what? To stone me now. Dying is okay, but dying through stones, it is not good. It is not good. Do you know stones? <laughs> My friend, that's why you normally run away. You get it, when there is trouble, so that they don't stone me. It is not good to be stoned. But he's telling God that their solution is me, my death. And God, I am so vulnerable. So that's what you needed to do. Pray, be vulnerable, even tell God the situation. Did he mention anything on Thursday? No. Have we read anything on Thursday? No. Because he knows the Lord, God knows. Can I tell you, God knows what you are passing through. And sometimes don't enter the monastics that, Lord, I wish I had a Saturday to pay school fees. No, go for school fees. And by the way, for me, again, my prayers these days are specific. I do not move around. <laughs> God, if it is your will, send the money if I meet him in the church. No. You say I want a husband. Let it be clear. Because God already does what? No. And he says in Matthew, Chapter 7, from verse 8 around there, that can you ask and you don't receive? Can you seek and you don't get? Can you knock? I, I said recently, how do you knock quietly? By the way, those of you who oppose shouting for prayer, how do you knock quietly? Knocking, sometimes you need a stone to hit at the what? At the door, and then he says, doors will be opened that you can't ask for fish, and I give you a snack. You can't ask for bread, and I give you what? I give you stones. 
That's God now saying. So we are going to see how God responded. So that you know that the moment you pray, even for you coming into this church, even for you going on this WhatsApp, let me tell you, certain answers are going to come. You know why? Because already God knows the heart that seeks him. Again, Moses never said, God, people are thirsty, animals are thirsty, there is no water. Why? Because for him he was crying. He knew his situation is bad. And let's see the provision of water. Verse 5 to 7. So that you begin knowing that the moment God answers, then it is indeed God. Then the Lord God answered Moses. Whom did he answer? He never answered people grumbling. He never answered the lamenters. He answered who? Moses. So go ahead and pray for your family. Go ahead and pray. It will be God to answer you. By the way, stand and we pray. Please pray. If you're on WhatsApp, please pray that certain situations God will sort them out because our God answers prayers. Father, in this verse you have said you answered Moses. I pray that this afternoon, O oh Lord, whoever is praying, you will be able to answer them in your name. That yes, there could be mountain, there could be thirst, there could be hunger, there could be lack of school fees. That yes, as long as your children cry out to you, yes, respond, Lord. Send angels, send ministering spirits so that these children will be ministered to. You are a God who answers prayers. And thank you for appointing intercessors for families. Thank you for appointing intercessors for clans. Thank you for appointing intercessors for offices and other business places. Thank you now that I commission you as an intercessor, that you'll cry out to the Lord day and night until when the peace of Jerusalem is established. I thank you, Lord, because you answer prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Seated. Listen, God answers what? Prayers. So don't be shy to tell God. When things are tough at home, where do I run? To the altar. Others have questions of what is altar. No, it is my prayer, what place. And I run there. I don't even care what you call it. But I run there. And by the way, that's the rock. That's the solution he gave. Listen to verse 5 again if you can project it. Now, the Lord answered what? Moses. And gave him a what? A solution. And the Lord, our God, is the Lord of specifics. Let's now read it. Walk on ahead of the people. Take with you some of the elders of Israel and take in your hand the staff which you struck the Nile. And go. Listen, this is specific. God is not a God of generalities. Verse 6. I will stand there before you by the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock and water will what? Come out of it for people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of what? Israel. Now, how to remove the barrier? Pray. And now God answers, but secondly, he answers specifically. This business of I'm a youth, by the way, he was a youth once, and the girl came and said, the Lord has told me you marry me. Then I said, the Lord will also tell me. You get it? 
God is a God of specifics. And I can qualify it. This Mary, the Holy Spirit will overshadow you, you will be pregnant. She becomes pregnant. The husband, Joseph, quietly wanted to check her. If you read the Bible, it is clear. Chapter 1, verse 18 of Matthew. He wanted to quietly tell this woman in his life, it is a shame for you to be pregnant. Please go away. And the same God came that night through the same angel, Gabriel, and told Joseph that please leave that woman. Am I making something that when the Lord speaks to you, he will also speak to the solution. The Lord spoke to Moses, but also he spoke to the rock. So it is not about Moses' stick, Moses' word. It is about the word of the Lord. Zechariah, together with the wife called Elizabeth, I like that woman. She becomes pregnant in old age. Zachariah had told God, you know, we prayed for the child, but we finished. And he was the high priest. High priest means archbishop. The angel comes and tells him, look, that's in Luke chapter 1. You are going to give birth. The man says, it is the wrong number. You know what people who call you? And they say, I think I called the wrong number. You, why are you thinking? Asking me where I am. But this man, Zechariah, says, I doubt God. And God struck him, dumbness. But listen, God gave Mary, you name this child, Jesus. God gave Joseph, you name this child, Jesus. God gave Zechariah, you name this child, John. God gave Elizabeth, you name this child John. What am I saying? Our God is a God of specifics. If things are not clear, please continue praying. Can I repeat? You're about to get alone. If things are not clear, please again pray. God will make it clear. He will make it plain. He will use his word. He will use his people. But he will make it clear. Go and speak to the rock. So number one, God answered. Number two, he said, take the rod that is in your staff, that is in your hand. In fact, take your staff. We shall see this staff slightly later. I need to rush. Why? Because I know I need to go to the second section. But anyway, even if I finish on this section, God is still faithful. But this rod, he says, take something you remember. This road is the same road that struck the Red Sea. God is still reminding Moses that I'm with you. And you use the same road to bring what out of the what? Out of this rock. And so the question is, what reminds you of God? Is it a dress? Is it a church you enter and you are reminded of God? If you look at your life, are there moments where you say, oh, 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 this is God? And for us, some of us who come to Kampara, for me to speak on the microphone, on Zoom, I normally tell people, this is God. It can't be any other. For us to appear on radio, on, on TV, was because two villages fought and some people died. I mean, you are bad news. 
But today we preach on TV, what and what. Ooh, this is God. And therefore, may you be reminded daily of that God. Even as you breathe, may you be reminded of that God. As you repair relationships, be reminded of that God. The rock, the rod would remind Moses of God. Number three, take along elders. In other words, I want people to testify. I want people to see you and begin testifying about that God. So that when they're about to stone you, elders will say, ah, 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 we have the God who works. And I pray that your life, even as you go, as you enter taxi, will become a testimony to many. That this lady was like this, ah, but there is a God. That this man was like this, there is a God, witnesses. Then number four, I will stand before you now. This is interesting. That God is not giving a deal of Moses that he will not be with him. I will be with you. For me, even if this was the only thing, that wherever you go, whatever you do, I will be with you. I will stand before you. Can you imagine? You bring it out. Let's read it. Because this is so important for God to say, you are not in this alone. Let's read it together. I will stand there before you by the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock and water will come out of it for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of elders. I am with what? With you. Let me tell you, lady, things might be tough. May the reality and the presence of God be with you. To say, uh-uh, this sickness, by the way, I'm with God. And because I'm with God, he's Jehovah Rapha, I will be healed. Hey, this is luck, 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 fuel. How red is red? Uh-uh, Jehovah Jaleh. God will provide. And by the way, he needs to provide when you are thirsty, when you are hungry, so that you know he's God. That's what he normally waits for. But the moment we have money on our bank accounts, would you pray for money? No. Strike the lock and water will gush out. This is obedience. And I want to end that section with the issue of obedience. That in all of this, you must obey the word of God to the point. If he says strike, please do what? Strike. Leave the results with him. This thing just moved off. I mean, I mean, on. I will strike it. And water will come out. But recently I gave a testimony. During COVID, God tells me, go and touch people who, are, who have COVID. Now, the truth is I began really telling God, I have a sick wife. I have my father-in-law. He's now 99 years. How can I go to touch? So I said, I will go to case clinic, but I will remain outside and pray. So I drove from where? Wakiso, can you imagine? Of course, in a Koran, Nenteka Munekanzu. Hey, Father, Oli, yes, bless us, yeah. Then I reached, and the instruction was go and touch. And I'm telling God, Oof, obedience is good. I went and touched. Of course, even short prayers, so that really, oh God. 
And that was the time when COVID reality was tough. But I went and also touched another woman in another room, instructed again in touch. And after prayer, I went home, of course, over-sanitizing. You know, over-sanitizing, you even become almost drunk. Huh? As you try to chase away what you sanitize, even the mouth, what, eh? and isolated a bit. But listen to this. When I met that woman who got healed, when we were burying in Kanungu, she came and hugged me with my wife and said, I had prayed that morning that God, if you want to confirm that I will remain alive, send somebody to touch me. My daughters can't touch me. What and what? I'm finished. So I was an answered prayer through obedience. And I can assure you, there are certain things God will tell you, like give the money. When you are so sure you have no school fees and even transport, please obey. Leave the results with God. Verse 7. You know, this barrier became a reminder. Why? Because all along it would be quoted. There is the word Massa and Meribah. Massa and Meribah. Let's read. And he called the place Massa and Meribah because Israel quarreled and because they tested the Lord saying, is the Lord amongst us. So some of you are masters and medibars, priests and priestesses of quarreling. Wherever you go, you can't say anything good. Let me tell you, if you want to see something bad, in all sense, there are so many. But also if you want to see something good, you'll see it. So from today, look at the positive side of things and life, rather than looking at negative, Martha and Mary, but Deuteronomy 6.16, Deuteronomy 9.22, Deuteronomy 33.8, is the Lord amongst us, Martha and what? And Mary, a place where you only quarrel and forget the grace of God. I must finish the next section in about six minutes, so prepare. If you haven't been writing, Please don't write. So victor at Rephidim. Now, this is another barrier. Water has come and they are still enjoying an attack. Meaning, in this life, there will be an attack. Another one will come. When you are busy up there giving testimony, another one comes. This one is from Amalekites. Listen, then Amalekite came and fought with Israel at Raphedim, who are Amalekites, grandchildren of Esau, relatives of Israel, but they had come to attack them. And this was a ferocious, this like a unit which I was watching how Bin Laden was killed, like the series of America. I mean, they were used to fighting. And so for them to come and attack Israel, it meant Israel will be annihilated. But listen to this. Verse 18. The Lord God. They came to attack. So Moses and Moses, so Moses said to Joshua, choose for us men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill 
with the staff of God, staff of God. The other one was the staff of Moses. This is the staff of God, but it's the same staff. Amen? Whether it is for Moses, whether it is for God, God uses them. And at the top of the staff of the hill in my hands, verse 10, so Joshua fought the Amalekites. In other words, one barrier will have a different solution from another barrier. The other one, go and strike the rock. This one, please look for men to go and fight. Now, God has changed his strategy. And I pray even as you now continue thinking about barriers, you'll know that God changes what? Strategies. Don't expect the same solution. <laughs> you know, I went to this prayer mountain, I prayed and things happened, and then you go there every day, forget. God has now changed strategy. Israel had now matured to begin fighting. So Joshua did as Moses said in verse 10, Moses and Aaron and Hur went up to the hill. Verse 10. So Joshua fought. Uh-huh. Verse 11. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered, and Moses alone and Hur went to the top of the hill. Let me point something in this regard. So, two things. Number one, God has changed the strategy. Number two, Israel is now fighting. It is not about drowning Pharaoh, no. It is real fight. So there are certain things you need to fight to participate with God. But then number three, there are people praying at the top of the mountain. Moses had Hul and Aaron. Aaron was his brother. Hul, they say, the husband of Miriam, but that's, those are semantics. The thing is that Moses had people he was praying with. And so let me ask you, friend, do you have people you pray with when there are barriers? Do you have people you say things are tough, you people come and pray for me? For us men with the Julians, we have a meeting every Friday to power out. My child is doing this. Yes, if some child is on drugs, we pray. If child is arrested, we pray. We are Aaron, Moses, and Hold. Who is holding that stuff? Because there will be fatigue. Verse 12, Moses got tired. He needed support from what? Aaron and Hold. There is when you get tired. There is when the devil strikes you and you can't pray. You are reverend and me. There is when he struck me, I couldn't even lift the head. But I knew some people were lifting me up. Friend, if something can happen this week, look for some people who will hold you up genuinely. I'm not talking about these people. You tell them you are trouble, and then they come to church. Hey, praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. Let's pray for that sister. She's in adultery. No, 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 no. We are dealing with people who will hold you when you are what? when you are weak, and the purpose of the church is actually that, to hold up people. That we shall not chase you because of the way you are dressed. That we shall not chase you because possibly you have a bad history, but we shall uphold you because each one of us has a what? A weakness. Then, verse 13, I will end with verse 13, partly because of time. Listen to 
what the Bible says. And this is the victory of a barrier at Rathedim. So Joshua overcame the Amalekites' army with the sword. Verse 14. Why did he overcome? Then the Lord said to Moses, write this on the scroll. Now, as Moses held up hands, that's verse 12, Joshua would win. So your winning does not depend on anything else other than prayer. Can I repeat? Overcoming barriers is simply because of prayer. But I can know there are those people who are fighting and they didn't know what was happening on the hill. And I pray for you, you will know that there is power in a prayer that this hour which you have used is not wasted and that there are battles in the village. There is land which was stolen that will be returned simply because you've come. And let me tell you, you don't have to fight those battles. All you need is to lift up your head. But God is saying, write this down. Have a testimony. Let somebody know that something happened to you. Write it down. Job 19, 23. He says, I wish this would be put on a metro, a metro, my words. And let me tell you, Job didn't know that he would read his words. And they are still there. But he says, totally wipe out Amalekites. Those people wanted to kill you. I want to permanently wipe them out. Let's read as we end. Then the Lord said to Moses, let's read all door together. Write this on a scroll as something to be remembered. And make sure that Joshua hears it because I will completely brought out the memory of Amalekite under heaven. The other covers, Jehovah Nisi. You bring out that other verse, the last one. Because there is Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our what? Our victory, the Lord our banner. Meaning, tell your children, Moses built an altar and called it, the Lord is my banner. My banner. My warrior. My victory. Jehovah Nisi. By the way, there are few chapters where this word appears. You can find it in Psalm 60 verse 4, Isaiah 11 10. But this is where it is. The Lord is my what? My victory. And so when you have won my friend, whose victory is it? It is of the Lord. When God has totally wiped out your enemies, you have gotten your land, come back here and testify that I serve a living God. We are going to stand. And as we stand, Ours will be that Lord make me an intercessor. Lord make me an intercessor. Lord make me somebody who will pray and bring people in my life who will lift me up when I am down. And you, the Lord, will fight all our battles in Jesus' name. So pray that the Lord will make you an intercessor for your family, for your clan, for your tribe. So that like Moses, whole and Alone, you'll be able to stand for Uganda, you'll stand for the church, 
you will stand for your office. You will stand for wherever you are. And because you are standing, others will get victory. Father, I pray that the Joshua's will be reminded that the victory belongs to the Lord. That our children will see that the victory that we have had is simply because you are Jehovah Nisi, our banner. Become a banner as they move out. Become a fire all around them. Put a hedge of fire around them that they will become your spiritual battles, O oh Lord, and battle axes. Whatever they shatter, it will be shattered in the name of Jesus. And so may he make you a warrior all the days of your life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Um, our time is fast spent, so let's have an offer to him as you offer. And for those of you on, on Zoom, our, our giving options are there. Please also offer as we build an altar to the Lord, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our what? Our banner. God bless you.